1: hey coach um know we're definitely going to get to the defense in this game but i wanted to ask you about the offense and we talked about this yesterday i don't know what the game plan was like um but it just looked like Taylor was he was more throwing, conservative. he was he was throwing a lot more checkdowns and screens in this game as opposed to other games was that just a personnel thing or was that the design for that particular game?
2: I think it was um, more so some of the things that he saw. You know, one of the things that we have on our plays for the most part, as far as passing is concerned, is we do have a progression that he goes through. Right. A couple times, you know, he might have hung a little bit too much on one of his reads or he got off of it too quickly. And, and sometimes when you do that, that's what happens. And, and unfortunately, I thought he came off a couple of them a little bit too quickly. Um, and again, as a result, you know, he made the decisions he did, but... You know, again, he's still trying to win. It's just that, again, it's it's these are the calls, and he'll read through the progressions as he sees fit, and, you know, we'll correct those things or we'll applaud him on those things.
0: Talking to Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera here on the Junkies. Now, we haven't spent much time talking about him, haven't heard that much about him, but where is Fitz right now? Is he
1: close he's to still being going,
2: about- He's still in his rehab, still, you know, going through his... Um, his uh is rehab program. So do you think he's 2 weeks away, 3 weeks away? Is there a timetable? No, there is no timetable. I'm not I don't want right. to put a timetable on on players that are coming off of uh, off of injuries because well, sometimes you, if you don't hit the time the timetable and everybody goes, "Oh, I thought you said this." And if, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you don't want to put something in a player's mind where he has to do something and now all of a sudden he, he's he's come out too soon.
1: No, I get that. Uh, but if he is 100%, will he start over Taylor?
2: When's well, I'll on? cross that bridge when we get there. Well, I, what's your vibe on that? <laughs> well, again, uh, we'll see how things are going. I, you know, there's a lot of thoughts on that, but but to me, the biggest thing is again, we'll see where the team is at that point.
3: Right. Can I can I ask you this? Do you agree with this perception? And my perception is is that what makes Taylor special is like obviously his guts, his determination, his knowledge of the offense, that sort of thing, but also his legs. Right. Yes. And, yes. and, and this week is kind of what uh, Jason was alluding to. You know, I didn't see that. Like, yeah. uh, design plays and even just what it breaks down, like take off, dude. Like, I know you got to be careful. And I think he's been smart about it, coach, this year. Like, I think maybe since the first week or two, he's sliding, maybe even a little early, but I, yep. you know, he's protected himself and that's good. But that's, that's why he is Taylor Heineken and why we get excited watching him. When he yes. just drops back and he, and he does an Alex Smith impersonation. It doesn't work for me as a fan. I don't know how it works for you as a coach.
2: (laughs) No, and I don't disagree with you because, again, that's one of the things that really makes him successful is that when he can extend a play, uh, whether it's by running and picking up the first down or just staying alive and allowing his guys downfield to get open, that gives us a chance if a play breaks down. And that's one of the things that, you know, again, I want him to consider to do as long as he can take care of himself and be smart. Um, I don't disagree. I thought he hung in the pocket a lot this past game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was trying to make things happen downfield. Down one thing I will say this, I do know they mush-rushed him a couple times in terms of one of their guys was, seemed to be assigned to him, and when he started to break, you could see that guy come off and gotcha. fall back inside. So that might have been something that might have kept him out of it. Um, I thought um, um, one, of their, um, one of their defenders, uh, one of their DBs, uh, had a had a uh, spy on him a couple of times as well because you saw this you saw this guy basically what they call a hole player just floating over the top of him a couple times as
3: well. Right. Okay, that makes sense to me. Why no? Um, it doesn't seem like even some of our slow guys in, in around the league they'll they'll throw in a few RPOs. How come we haven't really seen that? Maybe you haven't. I haven't caught it, but I haven't have, seen that. You,
2: yeah, you, you haven't caught it. We have the RPOs um, for the most part. He's either handed it off or thrown it.
3: But but he does have you do, you do have yeah. that ability and that you think yeah. we'll see that this year at some point.
2: Well, again, a lot of that's decision making. You know, we put that in the quarterback's hands. If if he goes to stick the ball in the running back's gut and he sees the uh, defensive end crash down, he'll pull it. Okay. Um, if he sees the defensive end staring at him, he'll go ahead and hand it off. If as he's going through the RPO the progression he's reading he sees the safety come diving down he'll throw it over the top of him or the linebacker sucking up he'll throw it over the top of him you know so again when you run the RPOs you run the the uh, zone reads yeah it's all about the quarterback decision making and, and so he has know, that freedom yes he does oh yeah most certainly I mean again it's it, it's it's about what he reads and what he sees.